Ephesians. In the the, the 20th chapter of the book of Acts, Paul had called those elders over from Ephesus, and, and he tells them, take care of the flock. Feed the flock. He didn't tell them to give them hors d'oeuvres and snacks. Feed the flock. So we're going to feed the flock until 2020. (laughs) And we shall be done. Those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the church, we said welcome. We're happy you decided to stop by and be with us today. We pray that something will be said that will cause you to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? And those of you who are visiting from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is good to see you. It's always good when we can come, open God's book, study his word, which is able to save our souls. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you. How many people have a Bible? Everybody have a Bible? We like everybody to read. When, when I'm preaching, everybody read. Amen. Amen. And, and by the time we're done reading, I'll be halfway through the message. And then I'll take the next 20 minutes and give it to you. And then this lesson will be yours. Ephesians chapter number two. Verse eight is where Matthew started. And, and, and let's just read three verses of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right at a thought process. We ready? Let's read. For by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good work, which God had before ordained that we shall walk in them. If you need a subject, I'm going to take it from verse 8. For we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through faith. There's a lot here, and I'm not going to get to all of this tonight, but I I want us to just, in this second thought that Paul talks about here in Ephesians 2, he starts off by telling us, God, you were dead, but God had made you alive. And because God had made you alive, God expects something from us in return. Have you ever seen a dead person? What do they do? Absolutely nothing. So when you're a live person, God expects them to move and do something for salvation. But the Bible says salvation is free. It is free, but it costs somebody something. And all of us are in this audience this afternoon. I trust that every one of us are here because at the end 
of life's journey, at the final roundup of human affairs, we will ask God to give us a home in his kingdom. In John 3 and 16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Jesus told the apostle, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, he said, Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he said, if I go, I'll come back. I'll come back and I'll get you. I'll come back for you. So let me raise a question tonight. If you standing before the judgment seat of God and God should ask you, why should I let you in heaven? What would you say to God? Think about that. God said, you want to come. Why should I let you in to heaven? What would you tell God? Because you good? Because I was baptized? Because I was a member of the church of Christ? Is that a reason for God to let us into heaven? Paul says, for by grace, you are saved through faith. In Titus chapter 2, I told them this morning that in Titus chapter 2 and verse number 11, the Bible says, for the grace of God had that brought salvation has appeared before us. For the grace of God, now watch what the text says, who brought salvation has prepared, has appeared before us. So then, I told them this morning that grace is a man. That's the same reaction I got this morning. Everybody said, what are you talking about? Grace is a man. And then when you look up the definition, say, God, grace is God what? Unmerited favor. God favor that we don't deserve, but we have. But even the drug addicts, the pimp and the prostitute gets God's favor. So that it got to be more than that. But the Bible says in order for us to obtain God's grace, we have to be in Christ Jesus. For, if, for we all are children of God by what? Faith in Christ Jesus. As many of us were baptized into Christ, had put on Christ. So if we're standing before the judgment seat of God this evening, and God says to you and I, why should I let you? into heaven. What I, what would I, I wonder what our answer be. I asked myself that when I was looking at that. What will my answer be if God says, why should I be in heaven? Well, the first thing I would let God know, I'm not worthy 
to be in heaven. If, I, if I'm going to heaven on my own account, I'm not worthy to be in heaven. The second thing I would tell God is that, God, you know that I'm a sinner. And I can't do nothing about my sin. See, what am I doing? I'm laying out my autobiography to God. I'm not worthy and I'm a sinner. Those two things are against God. So then the third thing I would have to say, Brother Claiborne, if, if I was standing before God and God was to ask me, why should he let me into heaven? I would say to God, don't let me into heaven because of me. Let me into heaven in spite of me. Yeah, because I don't deserve to be there. Please don't let me into heaven because, but in spite of me, let me into heaven. And then I would say to God, the fourth thing that I would have to say to God, if he would ask me, you know, I, you, you, I don't know when he's coming and I don't know what he's going to ask me. So then the, third, the fourth thing I would say to God, I would say to God, look at Jesus. That's the reason I deserve to be in heaven. I don't deserve to be in heaven on my account. I deserve to be in heaven because of Jesus. Now, Brother Frazier, where did you get that from? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. Watch what the Bible says. By grace you are saved. How? Through faith. And it's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. So here's the package deal for all of us who's sitting in here. The very first thing that we need to look at is to look at who God is and what God does for us. The first thing that God does for us, he imputed upon us his grace. And that's why I told you all, grace is a man. Because the, in Titus, Paul writes to Titus and he said the grace which brought salvation down so who brought salvation down Christ Jesus if there's somebody else let me know so then if grace brought it down and salvation in Christ brother Claiborne I come to the conclusion that grace is a man and that man is Jesus Christ and then Paul says here in this letter to the church at Ephesus, and it says, you obtain that grace through faith. The Hebrew writer said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, the Bible said, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. So then I came to the conclusion that grace is a man and the man is a gift from God. See why? Because see, if we could come to God, Timothy, on ourselves and our work, we'll boast. Mm, okay. 
I haven't missed not one Bible class. I come to church every Sunday. I give of my means. And every time I try, I help people when I can. I clean up the bathroom in the building. I make sure that everything is in place. All of that is not enough to put God into debt to us. Our parents tell us, clean up your room after yourself. And we know we can never pay our parents for all that he has done for us. But watch what God did. Not only did God gave us grace, but he sent grace to, down from heaven to earth to make sure that we going to get back there. If we've never been to a place, the first thing we seek out is someone who have been there, who can tell us how to get there. The Bible says that God, Christ thought it was robbery to be equal with God, but made himself lower than the angels. Why? So he can come down here and die. Angels don't die. But Christ had to die. That's why I can't go to the conclusion of those, the religious world that said Jesus was an angel. If he was an angel, how could he die? See, it takes God to die to give us the salvation that Paul is talking about here in the Ephesian letter. And then Paul says here, it's not a work. lest any man should boast. See, it doesn't matter where you went to school, what degree you hold, what you're done in Bradstreet reading, none of that will mean anything when you stand at the judgment seat of God. You going back to New York? Amen. See, I said done in Bradstreet, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if, if God, this is my question, if God were to ask, why should I let you into heaven? What would we say to him? Or better yet, what thing that you have put all of your time on this earth that would get you in heaven. Think of what you spend all your time with. The thing that is so valuable to you that you can't do without. And every opportunity that you get, you put time on it. And think about that. Every chance you get to do this thing that you love to do so much, you put all of that time in it, that still wouldn't be enough to get you to heaven. And somebody said, you know, people will say, well, I love God. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. I think you should love God. Because the Bible said God loved you first. See, I, see that, I, I think everybody should love God. 
But then there's another thing about God that we need to do. We need to know God. Amen. See, see, so many times we got a, more, a false conception okay. on God. Okay. Why you say that? Because, see, we want God to take anything that we give to God. We don't do that at work. If we're supposed to be to work at 8 o'clock, we're there at 8 o'clock. We may not be in the office at 8, but we're definitely in the parking lot. But when it's time for God, whenever I get there, it will be all right. And then when we're at work, we do our best to give the man a full eight hours. When it comes to God, we struggle to give God an hour and a half. Why? Because we want God to take anything from us. When the Bible said that God loved us so much that he gave his very best. See, that's a misconception, brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors. Why should God just take anything that we offer God? I told them this morning that favor of God falls on every man. Everyone. The Bible said it rained on the just as well as the unjust. So I hope we, our thought of God is just let it rain. You catch up. Catch up with me. See, God loves us. Not because of us. He loves us because of who he is. See, God is love. That's what John, James said. John said, the essence of God is love. And the one thing when it comes to love, love has no bearing on you. Let me help you. I don't care how much you love the person next to you. If they don't love you, ain't nothing you can do. Nothing. And... If they love you and you can hate them, see, love doesn't have anything to do with the next person. It's all about you. God loves us, not because of us. What God does for us, he does it because he's God. And, 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 and then the other thing about God that we need to understand and, and, and not be so Negligent is what God gives us. See, Jesus told that woman at the well in John 4th chapter, he said, God is spirit. They that worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. God demands, not respect. God demands our worship. 
God demands our worship. When we come to worship God, God demands our attention in our worship. But we, we desire to give God anything and want God to accept anything. For by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. And some of us take God's gift for granted. Like he's supposed to do this for us. The only time in a work week is hour and a half we get together on Sunday to deal with people of like precious faith. But we don't take advantage of that. I'm going to worship because I don't want nobody calling me. I'm going to worship because if I miss two Sundays, they're going to think I went to another congregation. I'm going to worship because I don't have nothing else to do. Football season is over. When it's time to come to worship, it should be one of the most excited times of the week. I'm going to spend a couple of hours with people who see God the way that I see God in the way that God see me. Maybe you're here, you're not a member of the Lord's church. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart Christ died for you. That he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ and we'll baptize you in water. And if you're in this audience tonight and you are a member of the Lord's church. By grace you are saved. Not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Let us take God's gift and honor the gift that God has given to us. Would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected? <laughs>